So I made more money in my first year with less effort than I'd ever put in before. And and I, I don't know I don't know if that's something that I can't remember if that's in the marketing. But so I made more money working less hard than I've ever done uh, before. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. This gentleman is a repeat guest. He is a personal and dear friend of mine, and he was one of the earliest success stories in my high-level mastermind for thought leaders. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Matt Conway. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Thank you, Nikki. Well, what the heck can I say after that kind of introduction? <laughs> it's great to be back, my friend. Great to be back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So great to have you here. Great to have you here. Crazy times, and it's always great to connect with great people in crazy times. So, Matt, oh, bless you know, you. bless you. Thank you. You know, you and I, we've known each other for quite some time. Uh, we're good friends. I know a lot about you. I know about the value that you bring. But the person listening to the show, unless they're a longtime listener, they may not remember you. They may not know your heart. They may not know the value that you bring inside the world of, of serving entrepreneurs, serving business owners, and frankly, serving the cause of thought leaders and thought leadership. So before they can truly open their hearts to you and your advice, they need to get to know you. So tell us your backstory, mate. How'd you get to be the great Matthew Conway? <laughs> well, I don't know about the great, but uh, yeah, uh, first things first, uh, thing they should know, I'm a, I'm a mongrel, uh, born in West Africa, lived in Nepal, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Sweden, UK, and now lovely Canada. Uh, worked uh, internationally in, in my career in, uh, in sales and company leadership, uh, and along the way have made lots and lots of mistakes, and I've also had tremendous success uh, along the way uh, as well. In terms of the work that I do with uh, um, business leaders and entrepreneurs, um, uh, I take their sales performance uh, to the next level in a way that they feel good and congruent about. Uh, I know typically when working with entrepreneurial uh, uh, groups, consulting groups, coaching groups, 95% uh, of conversations will always come out with some issue around how do I sell in a way that doesn't compromise my own integrity and do it in a way that doesn't feel pushy. Uh, and I, I work with sales people and business owners and uh, consultants and coaches all over the world to be able to, uh, you know, bring their hearts uh, to the to the to the table and uh, really, well, ultimately, the purpose of selling is how to help improve, you know, the other person's business or personal uh, condition. And once you get clear that that's what the purpose of selling is, uh, good things tend to line up behind that. Anyway, that's a 20,000 foot view. I love it, mate. I love it. So we're going to get into this new offering that you and your son have put together. I want to delve into that story. But before we get into that, let's just take a little trip down memory line with you for a couple of minutes. I remember when I met Superb. you. 
when I met you, you had been um, the CEO of, I believe, a software company, and you just left, correct? That's that's about right, yeah. Yeah, and so you'd run a company, but it was owned by somebody else. Tell us a little bit about that experience, why you decided to leave and get get on your own you know, journey as, a, as an entrepreneur and as a thought leader. Great, fantastic. A lovely question, and I appreciate you asking. So um, back in 2015, uh, I was managing partner at a the world's leading um, training company, a company called Franklin Covey, and I was managing partner of their sales performance practice. And after five years at Franklin Covey, uh, I came to the conclusion and the recognition that actually I was a terrible employee. Mm. Uh, I must have been uh, I must have been a, a horrible person to be able to manage because you know always come up with ideas and, and ways to do different and and, and better. Where you know, most, most companies want their employees to be just focused purely on, on, on execution and for good reason. I, I, I understand that. But I, only, I thought it only fair that rather than uh, being a headache for other people, um, it was time to, to go out on, on my own. And I had some perspectives and opinions on particularly in, in, the, in the sales and uh, new business development prospecting realm of uh, how – organizations and, and entrepreneurs could could get much, much better results by basically not following the the, the traditional view of prospecting uh, and selling. And, you know, I confess I, I had a couple of false starts, uh, uh, Nikki, uh, along the way in, on my journey to running my own. I solo, remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. My own solo consulting, coaching, keynote speaking, and, and training uh, practice. What I found is as soon as people uh, heard that I was no longer an employee, uh, I got contacted by by people I knew who wanted me to help them launch their companies. And I hadn't quite figured out what my engagement model was in the beginning. And what I found is um, my, my first engagement, I, I helped a, a former colleague launch his own uh, sales uh, training company. Um, and, uh, you know, after, you know, I guess it was a year plus in that consulting engagement, I kind of recognized that really I'd become an employee again. Mm. Uh, you know, I was I was doing all the hard work and the heavy lifting and, you know, somebody else was getting the rewards. So I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll stop doing that. You know, it's, it's run its course. And then I uh, ended up doing a consulting engagement to launch in North America this uh, AI company. So I was... Uh, uh, you know, I was whilst I was doing a consulting engagement, I was the, uh, the the president and CEO of the North America arm. And again, after nine months, I started to recognize, damn it, here I am again. I'm becoming a, a, an employee. I'm becoming part of the furniture, and all the value that I, you know, would bring in terms of being contrarian and providing uncommon advice, which was so gratefully received in the beginning of my engagement. I could see very quickly that the chairman of the company, he, he actually just wanted a yes man. And that, and that wasn't me. And so I think that was just before I'd met you. And it was my wife, Lindsay, uh, who, who'd done work with you, who recommended that actually, uh, uh, you know, a network of like-minded people down in Toronto uh, would, would help me get clarity around what my business model and engagement model uh, was. And that's how I came to join uh, the E-Circle. So that's that's the bit of the backstory there. 
Yeah, and I remember we were sitting down in our offices, uh, you know, in the Don Mills area of Toronto that that time, and we we came up together with this beautiful line you had, and I, I don't know if I have it exactly right, <laughs> but you'll correct me. It was get uh, get access to sea level decision makers in days, hours, or minutes, or minutes, hours, or days, instead of weeks, months, or never, something like that, something along those lines. Do you remember that? Uh, absolutely. And I've got to say, I mean, you know, I, I, I've mentioned clarity, right? And that's 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 certainly one of the most valuable, that, that little line or the derivative of that, it was one of the most valuable things that I found to help kickstart my, my, uh, my what I became my real sales consulting advisory uh, coaching copywriting uh, keynote speaking training business and it was uh, you know how, how, to, how to get meetings with CEOs uh, and other senior decision makers and it became not just hours or days Nikki that that line actually morphed in how to get meetings with CEOs in seconds in seconds minutes oh. and hours Versus weeks, months, or never. Or never. Yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah. part. Weeks, months, or never. Uh, um, weeks, months, or never. Yeah. And, and, and Matt, I remember that when you left that working for that guy. I remember we had that conversation about about that, and that you know I felt like some kinship with you because I was a terrible employee too. So worst employee <laughs> in the world. Like I delivered decent yeah. performance, but I was just I was prickly. I didn't like being told what to do. All that good stuff. I was just designed mm-hmm. hey, to have to have my own my own thing. It's just it's just yeah. the truth, you know. Um, I, I remember we were in one of our um, one of our immersion sessions, and, and the day was over. And you you had a meeting the next morning at like seven thirty or eight. It was like some ungodly hour, crazy hour. Like the guy wanted to meet you early. He was a VP of sales at some company, and myself, yourself, my then partner Michael Palmer, and a couple of other people. Like I think Jeff Weinstein, who was one of the other uh, thought leaders in the group. We all sat with you, and we kind of helped you think through your 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 conversation model if you will and i remember we all sat there and it took us a good couple hours i don't remember exactly what we came up with but i remember you 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 came in late the next morning like we expected you to because you had the sales meeting and i remember you came in and you did this kind of macarena type dance or something in front of everybody <laughs> you said i got something to share and i said you know we came up with this thing and i just signed an eighteen thousand dollar engagement u.s and back then, like the Canadian dollar was really in a bad place, even worse mm-hmm, than now. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, one of the guys was an American in the room. He says, oh, oh, okay. So that means like 70 million Canadian dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and what was cool about that process, Matt, I thought was you already had the knowledge within, but there was power in that whole community helping you see it differently. Do you remember that afternoon? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for, for anybody listening to this, I mean, um, uh, you know, if anybody has ever read the book, The Challenger Sale, they, you know, they, they call out the different kinds of salespeople. And um, a lot of salespeople who, who, who tend to be very successful are what they categorize as the bit of a lone wolf type. You know, that, that is certainly a very, very helpful personality trait to have. And you also need to know when to resource yourself. Okay. And what I mean by that 
is, you know, I came, you know, you know, uh, was in the British Army for a time, and you know, uh, as a young man, I played a lot of com- uh, sort of uh, competitive uh, sports, rugby, and you know, uh, jujitsu and stuff like that. So, you know, for me, the self resilience, you know, you know, if there's a tough job to be done, give it to me, I'll get the job done. So, uh, I had a bit of a persona about, you know, just leave me alone and I'll get it done myself. Well, there comes a time and place where actually it's, you know, you you need the mental and emotional maturity to identify that actually, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people who can, you know, gently push back against your, you know, ego sometimes uh, and, you know, just challenge your ideas and thinking is actually tremendously uh, helpful because you otherwise you're just sucking on your own exhaust all the time. And I think, you know, if you, you mentioned, you know, Jeff, who's, you know, one of the Jeff and yourself and me sitting down, Jeff, you know, one of the, the, the nicest and smartest communicators, you know, that I've ever had the, the, the privilege of, uh, of meeting. Um, people like Jeremy Miller as well, who's been just a fantastic yes. uh, connection, uh, Diane Brochu and a whole, uh, so many, uh, Brian Bogart, you know, a whole bunch of people that I met, uh, you know, through you have been so helpful, not only uh, professionally, but personally as, as, as well. Brian has, you know, became my finance coach and, and, and what have you. Um, but the ability to bounce ideas off other people, and, and you, you're absolutely right, Nikki. I had all the knowledge in, in my head. The uh, you know what I loved was the the, the tools that you um, uh, gave access to and how you walked me through the green sheet, for example, to to really really crystallize into a very succinct format how to deliver you know your value proposition in a way that was outcome focused and taking into account both the the spoken and unspoken you know fears needs of the other party and just being able to organize that in such way it was again i come back to the word clarity you know being able to distill your message um into into such a simple way that people went oh okay yeah i could (laughs) use you no it was brilliant and i remember how you very quickly just built your practice you know uh into uh a good mixed six-figure practice. And the way you set it up, like you really took to heart setting it up in such a way that worked for you and your lifestyle. And it was great for you. It was great for, for your wife, Lindsay, and and your kids. And, you know, you'd, you'd be able to deliver some really great value and work really hard for a, a concentrated period of time, but then also have a lot of time to be able to do the other things you love. Well, I mean, and, and that that's really, that's the kicker there. I mean, I know in the E-Circle or the Thought Leader um, sort of, uh, you know, tagline is do do work that you do work that you love with people that you like, you know, and make between X and Y, you know, m- money, you know, per, per year. Yes. Um, what I also found is, yeah, you know, when I first went out, you know, I, I, I pretty much blasted it for a couple of months and, uh, um, you know, and after that heavy, you know, real, you know, lots of activity for a two month period, you know, that, that was, that was kind of it. You know, I had a year's worth of engagements that, you know, you know, kept me, you know, you know, in, in trouble um, <laughs> for, for a period of time. But but here's the thing. What I also noticed, so I made more money in in my first year with my new business model than I ever made as a, as a company executive. And, you know, I was a GM at Nokia back when I was 28 years old. And, you know, I've you know, been a go-to-market strategy consultant for a Silicon Valley firm. You know, I was head of sales for a company that Microsoft took a stake in and what have you. So I made more money in my first year with less effort than I'd ever put in before. 
and and I, I don't know I don't know if that's something that I can't remember if that's in the marketing but so I made more money working less hard than I've ever done uh, before and that's also gave me uh, I, I think you know certainly for, for those who are considering transitioning from a you know being an employee to a business owner an entrepreneur um, you get so busy when you're an employee that you never have time to pull your head up and just look around and go, you know, what's going on around me? What, what am I interested in? What would I like to do? What would I have fun doing? And what I found is, you know, running my own uh, solo uh, consulting business allowed me to do, yes, I blasted it very hard for a couple of months until I'd sort of filled my pipeline with, with opportunities for the year, the next year and the, the year after that. But it allowed me time to you know, really reflect on actually what do I really enjoy doing. And so I've started a whole bunch of other uh, entrepreneurial businesses, as you know, a soccer trials company where I partnered with a, a company in the UK who's the world's largest football trials company. So to bring their model here to Canada, um, I've won an RFP in my town to build an inflatable sports dome because I got fed up of driving down from East Gwillenbury all the way down to Vaughan for my son to play soccer. And, you I know, love he's it. been scouted, scouted for a Serie A club. And, you know, so it, you, you just get time to find out what else you're interested with. Because, I'm, you know, if any of you are students of the six human needs, you know, one of the – there's the need for certainty and variety, love and connection, significance, et cetera. I have a high need for variety. So – I get quite bored if I'm only doing one thing, um, but I'm, a, uh, you know, I'm able to apply my selling skills and start lots of different businesses, which you know all have slightly different models, which create different kinds of income streams. So that you know, hopefully, when we're well, I'm turning 50 next year. You know, in in five years' time, we'll be talking about how relaxing it is to not have to work anymore, Nick. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you something, Matt, your, um, your story is, is amazing because you've managed to take your expertise, you've managed to monetize it, and you've managed to put yourself in a position to be able to go and do other things you're passionate about. And really, at the end of the day, that's what this type of practice, thought leadership practice is all about, to give you an opportunity. You had to do work you love with people you like and make, you know, X to Y, I'll, I'll, I'll say the numbers, half a million to two and a half million a year. But it's also about being able to use that that opportunity to create a legacy for yourself and your family and to do things that you're very passionate about. So kudos and good on you. So so thank you, my friend. Thank yeah, you. well done. Well done. And um, you know, just for one last second before we transition to the next segment here, those folks that uh, we were all working with, uh, Brian Bogart, mm. Jeff Weinstein. Uh, Diane Brochu King, you know, Michael Palmer, yourself, uh, myself, mm. Teresa, those were and still are some very special people. And they really gave a good gosh darn, not just about their own success, but about everybody else's success. And to me, that's one of the things that we've tried to, to not, not tried, we've instilled as a value inside of our company, inside of our, uh, our community to really be about 
not just yourself, but about everybody else. And you, you really exemplified that because you were there for a lot of people. After you earned your success, you paid it forward. So well done, my man. And you're going to be you. speaking Thank for you. us at an upcoming immersion again. You've done that once before back in the day, but you're going to do that again and share some of your thought leadership with a whole bunch of thought leaders. So that'll be good. It'll teach them what's possible. But hey, some of these guys may have clients who need what you guys have. So that's a good thing. I'm really excited about that. Smashing. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so let's transition into the next piece, Matt. And the next mm. piece is you've got this incredible new offering, this incredible new program that you put together with your son. Now, how cool is that? You get to work with your son, and it's called Beyond Sales Performance. Tell us all about it. Well, thank you. I appreciate the uh, the, the the platform, uh, Nikki. So, um, like well, I was going to say, like many of you, I, I, I mustn't make that assumption. Um, COVID hit my traditional consulting business very hard, Nikki. Uh, I mean, oh, you're I the only several one, hundred. <laughs> 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 so I saw several hundred thousands of dollars disappear in in a, in an instant. Uh, I my last my last uh, uh, you know I was doing a I did a keynote in um, February the twenty seventh out in Las Vegas for a big tech company. Uh, I. I then came back from that, and March the 10th to the 12th, I was in Delaware for a two-day, uh, uh, you know, in on-site consulting gig with a CEO, uh, her sales leader, and uh, uh, his sales team. And uh, I came back, and, and two days later, felt very, very sick. So I think I had a, a touch of the vid from the uh, from oh, wow. the from the yeah from the uh, travels to, to to the U.S. But basically, you know, I, you know, I, in that time, I had all my sort of bigger long-term clients go, oh, Matt, you know, we've got to cancel that keynote, we've got to cancel that workshop, we've got to cancel this, cancel that, and you know, okay, so it was a, as a, a, a bit, a bit, a bit, uh, a bit of a sort of a side swipe there, and of course, you know, you know, when you build up relationships over many years, that that transition to sort of, um, you know, remote uh, coaching and advisory work, which in, in actual fact, I actually prefer. So it, it actually did me a favor. Um, and and whilst it didn't recover all the, the losses from the traditional face-to-face -face, uh, uh, you know, keynotes and training that I did, I was okay. Now, you may remember, Nikki, that um, in, in the immersion that I was part of, um, the thought leaders curriculum makes this distinction between, you know, what who are you selling to? Are you selling to wholesale? Are you selling to retail? So um, the nomenclature is wholesale is selling to businesses and retail is to, you know, consumers, member of the public. So knowing that, you know, your audience will be con uh, composed of people who are, who are coaches to uh, individuals, that's the sort of retail model. And you'll have people listening to this who are uh, entrepreneurs and business owners selling to, to other business. My background was always in B2B sales, you know, started life as a, you know, what today's called an SDR or a BDR, a telesales person knocking out hundreds of cold calls, moved into field sales, sales leadership, company uh, company leadership, et cetera. So my comfort zone or area of expertise and experience really was in the uh, wholesale, you know, B2B uh, B2B segment. And um, I didn't really... I didn't really want to develop a retail proposition, even though thought leaders said, you know, you should be able to deliver your content in 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 in, in both parts to maximize leverage and, and scale. Uh, 
Well, you know, one of the one of the one of the, you've asked me to come up with three things that I would share to uh, uh, to to the to the listeners today, and I'm going to kind of jump ahead uh, uh, to touch on that a, a little bit. Is um, you know, I think one of the things you need to get clarity on is is uh, I after going through the thought leadership curriculum, I kind of broke it into four buckets. There's you know, how do you sell? How do you market? You know, how do you set up your operations as a thought leader or as a solo consultant? And then, you know, what's how, how do you productize your your, uh, your 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 content? And I played to my strengths, which is, you know, I um, you know I, I I teach the finest salespeople in the world how to sell better. So selling was kind of okay. I got that uh, marketing. I experimented with that and made some mistakes along the way. And I've now come to the conclusion uh, around marketing. You've got to do, you know, the one or two things that work for you and do not listen to marketing gurus who will, you know, have you doing everything under the sun and, and so not true, actually having man. time for your business. It's, oh, so I, you know, I, it, uh, I, I, I've got to share a little story here. I, I went to, uh, uh, to a, to a session of a, of, of a, you know, a, a, another mentor that I follow closely down in Boston. And he had a keynote speaker who was some, you know, supposedly some, I think she's very good at what she does and all kudos to her. But after her talk, I actually wanted to cut my own throat because she would have you believe that, okay, you needed to not only do a podcast, but you had to be on LinkedIn. Then you had to be on Facebook. Then you had to have a newsletter. Then you had to be on YouTube. Then you had to be on this platform. And I, I'm, and, and I just went, I'm, I can't do all of that. I just don't want to. Um, so anyway, I think I picked three to four of those things and ran with them. And, you know, over the course of a couple of years, realized actually – I'm just going to do what I want to do because it works for me and not follow other people's advice when it comes to marketing. So, you know, that's another bucket to, to get clarity on. Those operations and uh, content are other things. But one of the things that also stopped me from building a retail proposition, Nikki, was I didn't know anybody who, you know, had the process or systems thinking to be able to design an online offering. Well, COVID actually presented me with that opportunity because uh, my son came back from university where he's studying aerospace engineering is at Kingston. Uh, he's in second year now. And we were talking and he's saying, dad, you know, I love university and I'm having a great time there. And, you know, this, this young man really came out of his shell and, you know, got into competitive sports and a whole bunch of other things. But he said, dad, I so want to start a business. You know, I, I've, I've heard you when you say, you know, you know, start stuff when you're young, when you don't have any dependencies, when, you know, you know you've still got the safety nest of your mum and dad behind you and whatever. He goes, I'd love to start a business. You know, what what, what can we do? And then a, 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 a friend of mine who was actually a top performing sales uh, person at one of uh, my longest standing clients, he had launched his own online business on the side as well as being a top performing sales uh, uh, person um, um, with a uh, online golf tutorial uh, business. Cool. And he'd gone from zero to $30 million in revenue in four years. Come on. And he said to me, Matt, you have got to get your content online. You know, it changed my life. I, I know it's changed the lives of my colleagues. Um, I mean, you know, I worked with their company when they were 10 million and worked with them until they were 60 million uh, in a, in a wow. five-year period. So 10 million a year. 
So he said, you've got, you've got a $50 million business on your hands, my friend, he said to me. And I went, oh, okay, maybe I better pay attention to this retail model. But I, I was stuck for, for because it was my area of skill. How did I execute? So I kind of pushed it aside and, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. Anyway, my son Will said, Dad, have you thought about putting your content online? He said, I reckon I could build a, an online membership platform for you and put in all the systems and process in place, but I don't have a reputation in the marketplace. Nobody's going to buy something from me, but you've got the reputation, the expertise. So, you know, I kind of viewing this through the lens of the sort of the rich dad, poor dad quadrant of, you know, I frankly, I don't want my son to have to work as hard as I did to get to where I am today. You know, I, I typically you know, go to school, go to university, you know, get a good job, work your way up the corporate ladder, you know, find a nice girl, get married, buy a house, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't want, um, you know, my son to be 45 years old and going, oh my goodness, I'm drained battery, I'm, I'm exhausted. So I wanted to go, I wanted to help him accelerate from, you know, going from university avoiding the having to be an employee for somebody else and go straight to being a business owner. So, oh, it, Nikki, it was so cute. So I said, I said to Will, my son is William, um, we, we, we'd been out for a snowshoe together and we were walking back and he said, if you're up for this, Dan, I, I, I want to do this for you. I, I, can, I can do university and build this business with you at the same time. And, you know, could we be partners? You know, you use me for my systems thinking, and I'll use you for your gray hairs and experience and stick you in the front of the ca- stick you in front of the camera and you do your thing. And I went, sure. And Nikki, he said this to me, Dad, do you think I could have 25% of the company? I love this and, kid. Okay, I love this okay. kid. But you know, I said to him, I, I looked at him, I stopped. We stopped snowshoeing. And I looked at him, I said, Will, no. And his little face dropped. I say little, he's taller than I am now. And you know, I'm six foot one. So he's a, he's, his face dropped. And I went, it's 50% of the company to you. Because we're doing this together. And it's an equal partnership. So we're 50-50 partners in Beyond Sales Performance. And uh, it's... That's but awesome. He's the man I always he's the man I always wanted to be. He's just uh, incredibly bright and driven and uh, just I'm proud of his punch. Takes after his mum, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, Matt, let's talk a bit about what you just said around uh, what you want for your son. So I want to tell you something. Every parent wants their kids to have it easier than they did. And I understand that it's a very natural tendency, but I've done some deep thinking around this and I've followed a couple thought leaders and I would say, don't want that for your son. You want your son to have his share of adversity. You want all your kids to have their share of adversity because adversity is what gives them the opportunity to grow and be strong. These folks who've made a ton of money and then hand it all over to their kids They're doing the worst thing in the world for those kids. You follow what I'm saying, Matt? Because those kids will never have the skill set to be able to deal with what life's going to throw them once their parents are gone. And I'll tell you this. I don't want to get into a political discussion about this because this isn't meant to be political. But one of the things that I admire about, you know, former President Donald Trump is his kids are not spoiled rich kids. They all run businesses with them. They, they, I, I remember listening to one of them because, you know, our, our colleague Victor Minash was really good friends with his son, Eric, right? And he said this to me. He said, 
Eric told me that he got started off in business basically being a grunt on a construction site doing the dirtiest, grimiest, toughest jobs there was. His dad made him work his butt off and he didn't just hand anything over to him. And I thought about that because in my mind, I always thought, oh, I, I just want to make enough money so my kids never have to work. And I don't want that anymore. I want to have, I want to give my kids the faith and the belief in themselves to work hard, to figure it out, to get knocked on their butts a few times so that when they're, when life hits them hard in the future, when I'm not around, they won't crumble. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, you don't temper steel by not putting it in the fire. So I, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, whether I feel any sympathy for uh, Eric Trump is <laughs> a conversation from another day. No, it's day not because, about sympathy. Uh, but I, I mean, look, he's not a he's he's not a rich kid who's just less resting on there with tr- with money coming down his way and then you know drinking himself and coking himself to oblivion. My father was very successful. We lived in a neighborhood with a lot of rich kids. Trust me, by the time they were 18, most of them were drinking every day. A lot of them were doing drugs because money was handed to them. It was terrible. These these guys, they were in the flower of their youth. And instead of like dreaming big and going after what they wanted because everything was handed to them, they just wasted their life and they crapped themselves away. I, I, I At the time, I was jealous. But right now, I really feel sorry for them. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah, it's it's just I think kids need that. And I, I love that your son's working with you and that he's 50-50 partners with you and that he had the gumption to come to you and say, Dad, I want to do this with you. That takes stones, mate. And, you know, I mean, he is doing a, uh, you know, a live MBA, basically, uh, right now, uh, building. Because it hasn't all been plain sailing. I mean, our first bunch of Facebook ads uh, you know, we drove we drove traffic to the Beyond uh, Beyond Sales Performance website uh, and sales page. Crickets didn't convert a jot. So it's not all plain sailing. So you know, bet- between the two of us, we're we're learning lots and and failing lots. But you know what? It's so much easier to dust yourself and pick yourself off when when you know you've got a good why. You know, my why 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 is to give him you know the 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 the, the, the platform for him to be able to you know, make a lot of mistakes, but hopefully, you know, um, you know, do a good job at the same time. So, well, you know what, what you just shared here is an example of you not letting your son escape the consequences of adversity. You know, he's doing this with you. Adversities, adversities there for both of you and you're both needing to deal with it. So kudos, man. That's really great. I got to tell you, Matt, of everything we've talked about today, this is the part that just touches me the most you know it resonates with, with me it, it's in my heart and i'm like thinking man i i gotta learn to do something with my boys you know what i mean like it, it would just be i don't even care what it is it'd just be great to do something with them and give them ownership in it so they they know they got to work to make it happen right i think that's absolutely you're a genius I mean, you, that's some thought leadership I mean, right there brother by the way uh, you know you maybe you might want to create a program showing dads how to start businesses with their sons you can charge for that you know <laughs> That's certainly very true. Actually, it's a good, good little, good little cluster. Actually, and you know, it, it's 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 a proper business. I mean, I have put a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. I mean, he's you know, uh, you know, frankly, I'm I'm a bit lazy, uh, and so you know, he 
he, he's managing all the budgets. You know, I'm weak. We, we, we uh, had a call this morning at nine o'clock. We have a, he's, he's a, I'm picking him up from university to, tomorrow, but uh, he's at university now. We have a weekly call at nine o'clock on Fridays. You know, we're talking about, you know, what, what our ad spend is, you know, what our click through rate, what our conversion rate is, uh, you know, how, how much have we spent with the copywriters? Uh, so, you know, all the budget, how much is, you know, Membarium and uh, uh, what's it called? Confusionsoft. Uh, Confusionsoft, yeah, yeah. yeah. Confus- uh, I got Confusion rid of that. Soft, it, was too yeah. confusion- it was too confusing yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> well, 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 guess what? I've never even seen it. Uh, Good for you. So, again, you. So I've put a lot of responsibilities on, on young shoulders. And uh, he doesn't always get it right, but most of the time he does. And um, I... You know, we we thrash out the the challenges together, and then he goes and executes. It's it's fabulous to watch. I tell you something, Matt. When you come and do that talk for us, will you bring him in mm. for a piece of your talk? I'd really like you to. I'd like sure. him to chat oh. about some of this, man. And I I want you to. I actually want us to title your talk. <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm being perfectly serious here. Like, I mean, it's funny, but it's also like perfectly seriously. I, I would like you to bring him in to do part of the talk with you. And I'd like for the title of the talk to be something along the lines of uh, thought leaders journey, starting, starting a thought leadership business with my son, because I got to tell you, everyone in the room it is going to be riveted by your story and your son's story and what you folks are trying to do. And a few of them might be, you know, buyers or, or influencers who can get you guys some people. So that's going to be a good thing for you as well. Would you be willing to do that? Do you think he'd be up for that? I'm sure he'd be up for it. I'm not sure how keen I am because then everybody will go, oh, what was all the fuss about Matt Conway about? You know, Williams brought his monkey along for the ride. You know? <laughs> that's great. That's I good. happily do that. Yeah, he's, so he's I'm going to connect you by well. yeah, I'm going to connect you by email again with Teresa so you guys can organize the date and the time and all that jazz, and then she can chat with, with Will as well. I think it'll be great. I got to tell you, Matt, I'm so excited about that. And please, um, please, please, you know, for the purpose of the, I'm creating these booklets for our uh, um, emergency days. I should send you one from the last one. They're really lovely. We've got all the agenda written out in there so people can read the agenda. Then we've got bios uh, and, and headshots of all of our speakers. And then there's some neat tools that they can use. So I'll send you one of the previous ones we've done so you can see it. But I'd love to have his in there. I got to tell you, I'm getting goosebumps just having this conversation with you. It's the thing that's making me more excited than anything about what we're doing at the Immersion. Well, I'm, I'm not it's, joking it's, it's, because it touches me where I live. It's, I love it. Well, it's, and, and here's the thing, you know, uh, you know, I've been doing my cons- sales consulting business for, you know, since 2015 now with, you know, even the false, you know, the couple of false starts there at the beginning. And you know, this, this exercise with my son, I find it so much more stimulating and rewarding because it actually taps into my intrinsic why. I love being a dad and a, a husband. I love it. And being able to work with my son and just see this young man develop into more than I, I think I will ever be is so rewarding. It really, really is rewarding. Yeah, God bless you, man. I mean, honestly, I'm going to send you an uh, interview I did on a podcast for men. It's actually the number one podcast in the world for men. It's called Order of Man, and I, I was privileged to be a guest on there. But I'm going to introduce you to Ryan Mickler, and he has millions of listeners, okay? Millions and millions of listeners. He's way bigger than I am. And I'm going to tell him about what you're doing with your son. 
Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that he interview the two of you about what you what you guys are doing. And I think Ryan will really love that idea. And there's a couple of other podcasts yeah, for men that I'm gonna be on that I'll I'll uh, I'll definitely connect you with those guys uh, as we move forward. But I just think this is so important. It's so brilliant. It's so beautiful. The story of what you two are doing is more powerful than what you're actually doing. If you know what I'm saying. So I think it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Completely, completely. Yeah, and and you've. No joke, man. You got to make that a cluster. If you don't, I'm going to steal it from you and I'll do it myself. <laughs> so just, you, you've been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> it's that's just fair enough. That's fair just, enough. That's awesome. Okay. So, so Matthew, so how do people go and find out about this fabulous thing that you and your son are doing? So give us, give us all the details. Okay. So uh, the website is beyondsalesperformance.com. Now, what what William and I are doing, and, and, and really I'm riding on his coattails here, is he is basically creating a Netflix for sales. And I am the first program. I'm the first series uh, in, in this. Um, we have just launched, we said just launched, uh, a few months back, we launched a, a product called the C-Level Swipe File. And it's for business owners entrepreneurs and heavyweight salespeople who want to be able to get meetings uh, with CEOs or the CEO referral to other C-level decision makers in seconds, minutes, or hours versus weeks, months, or never. So it is my best work. It's marrying all my uh, sales uh, training experience. You know, I've, I've trained and coached many, many of the world's finest salespeople, married with, uh, you know, my journey into neuroscience, neurolinguistic programming, Ericksonian hypnosis, uh, and the proven uh, copywriting of people like David Ogilvy, Drayton Bird, Dan Kennedy, etc. So it's, it's my best thinking on how to it's actually a done. The first product is a done for you product. You get seven emails that are all uh, emails that my clients at you know whether it's American Express or you know List Track or whatever company they work for that they've used. They've sent out one email and it's got a CEO meeting or referral with no follow up, no cold wow. calling, no no follow up by a second email. Sometimes it takes two or three follow-ups, but these are all examples of one and done emails that you can use immediately uh, to model your, you know, to, you can model them and just execute them immediately. And it provides you with a seven step framework of how to create your own highly unique, distinctive prospecting messages that will get senior level decision makers from the CEO down to say, yeah, I want to talk with you. Um, so there is a, there's a downloadable product where you get to you know see these examples, fill out the exercises. There's a video of me uh, talking through in more detail about the psychology of why these worked. So, because in sales you have to be a psychologist, and then there is a there is there is a online program which is is basically the, the sort of the, the soup to nuts of uh, what I call the executive access accelerator approach, which provides even more depth and more understanding uh, about how to get, you know, basically to be a Jedi level new business uh, prospecting salesperson. Uh, and then there is, uh, the, you have the opportunity to join a uh, weekly mastermind uh, on, a, on a Wednesday as well. And that's, that's the, so that's the, that's the first product. You know, I, we may be launching, a, you know, how to uh, get a meeting uh, with a CEO for a job without ever sending your CV. 
which I've done several times successfully for a lot of people. Uh, how to how to to sell without being sleazy. Um, how you know so how to do it with integrity and with good intent and and congruence. Uh, and then the idea is that I will step out and basically be Will's salesperson and I'll go set up a whole bunch of partnerships with thought leaders from the sales space and bring their content onto the platform uh, so that it's kind of the, the Netflix for sales, your one-stop shop for, uh, for all the sales, you know, mindset and skills you'll ever need. Well, I think that's fantastic. I, I want to go uh, and explore the website, what, what you folks are doing, and, ha- and and show this to some folks. You know, I think that I'd be interested in kind of, you know, doing some of your programs, betaing them just from a thought leadership perspective as well as a learning perspective myself. But I'll tell you what, I know two or three people who I, I think you should talk to and see if we can get them uh, on your program. So our our, uh, our friend, Mark Von Musio, who you remember from the States. Oh, yeah, yeah he, I, um, I Say hi, say hi to him. I, I, I will. <laughs> so we had Mark do a 12-module uh, sales training course for specifically for thought leaders in selling, like who, who hate to sell. You know what I mean? And um, I'll tell you something. It, it was brilliant because it came out just when COVID hit, which was just the time where folks were like freaking out and everybody was going, oh my God, no one's going to buy our work anymore. What's happening? The world has ended. <laughs> and no joke, Matt, the folks who were in that program all made more money than they made last year during COVID when nobody was buying. In the first few months, you remember that time when everyone was canceling every contract known to men? These guys, they made more money in that time frame. And uh, for myself, I went through the program and I used it as well. Um, Now, I'll be honest, the first two, three months, I just couldn't wrap my head around, we're not doing live events anymore. How the heck am I gonna make this work? But by, by August, I started to use some of what he talked about uh, and I said, okay, screw it. So what? We're not we're not doing live events. We'll do we'll do Zoom events. We'll do challenges. We'll do whatever. And I completely shifted my thinking around that, and um, it really really worked for me. And it, we closed off. So we did really well the first three months of the year, well over six figures, well into six figures. And then you know April, May, June, July, we did very little. And then in August, we had a huge spike. And I sat on my laurels because I got lazy in uh, in September. <laughs> but then in October, November, December, we had really steady income. And then there was a bunch of other things I did, which which I'll be happy to chat with uh, with you about them at another time. But January and February, we have exploded out of the gate, even better than we did last year uh, before COVID hit. And all of this is because of this kind of powerful mindset and sales training, like the kind that Mark's got, the kind that you've got, and a couple other folks that I've been introduced to. So, And and I myself have some interesting things that aren't specifically sales, but I'd love to chat with you guys. If there's an opportunity to partner, I think that'd be great. So let's, let's explore all of that. I'm excited to have you speak to our people. So folks... Matt Conway is the real deal. So he is the man. Make sure you go to beyondsalesperformance.com. We're going to have all that information in the show notes. Beyondsalesperformance.com. Listen, what he's doing with his son is worth supporting. Just that alone is worth supporting. But the fact that he's delivering really, really great value that will actually make you money and a return on investment, and you know how big I am on that, that is definitely worth uh, taking on uh, on your part. So Matt, we like to end off each and every single one of these episodes by asking you 
to, in bullet point fashion, give us your top three expert action steps. So what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on to improve their life and business? Thank you. I appreciate the question. So the three things, the first one I've got is, is know how to sell and to do it comfortably. Okay. Um, in my experience having, you know, I've done pretty much every sales methodology under the planet and my, uh, my bookshelf is stacked with, uh, you know, now defunct sales methodologies and what have you. There's basically three levels to, to, uh, to selling. There is the process of selling. There's the skill of selling. But underlying both of those is the purpose of selling. Now, you know, having spent time with um, uh, some E-Circle members who, you know, candidly said, I I don't want to be in sales. I've never felt comfortable selling. One of the things that they lack is nobody's ever defined what the purpose of selling is in a way that makes them feel congruent and whole as a human being. Uh, and when I when I ask this question, you know, what's the purpose of selling to you know groups of 30, 40 salespeople? Uh, you'll get different answers. It's to crush my quota. It's to sell my company's products. It's to you know increase shareholder value. Uh, you know, insert glib response here. And you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's just it's nonsense. And I look at I look at the sales leader of these people and go, you see that you might have a challenge here, and I can see them going grey in the face because they realise. I have never defined what the purpose of selling, you know, in our company or on my team is all about. And therefore, I've got 30 to 40 people all going off and doing different things at different comfort levels. And so, you know, I say, listen, in the absence of having a definition, how about trying this one on? And I define selling as, um, uh, you know, an exercise. Your job as a salesperson is to ideally dramatically improve your customer's business and personal condition yeah so it's a it's a long uh, it's um, you know the the long-sighted view of selling versus short-sighted selling which is you know hitting my number making quota crushing the number selling service it's a longer it's a longer view it's an outcome focused view is that if i can you know, help this other person improve their business in some way, whether it's increased revenue, cut costs, you know, accelerate time to market, you know, reduce defects, whatever it is. Uh, I will leave them in a better state than I found them in. And as a result of that, there will probably be some sort of personal outcome as well, you know, whether it's a promotion, early retirement, making a bonus, getting time to spend more time with their kids and their family, whatever that might be. When people adopt the paradigm of the purpose of sell, selling is to improve your client's business and personal condition, they find it liberating. It doesn't feel sleazy and cheesy because, because when they're focused on their own needs about making their numbers, selling that program, selling that product, it, it gives them permission to be themselves and it creates a capsule of safety with the potential buyer that allows for much better a free flow exchange of information, accelerates trust, uh, and ultimately people buy from people they like and trust. So uh, that's the first piece of advice is get comfortable selling. Uh, the second thing is uh, get yourself a network of uh, uh, like-minded peers. Ideally, find those that are smarter than you. <laughs> you know, I've, met, uh, yeah, I've mentioned some people already who I consider to be a lot smarter than you because uh, – 
you know, I like to surround my, myself with people who are, a lot, who, who are smarter than me because it makes me look good and makes me more successful. And I found, you know, I've already mentioned the, the names. They've been very, very helpful. Um, and then is, is, is clarity what part of your business you really need to focus on. And I, bro- I break that down into four uh, in terms of thought le- as a thought leader. You know, do you need to, uh, you know, increase your comfort in your ability to sell your service? And if you're a solo entrepreneur, you need to know how to sell. Um, do you need to get better at marketing? Or is it the operational side of the business that you need to focus on, maybe get help with? Or is it the creation of your content, your IP? All right. Now, the thought leaders curriculum has elements of all of those. And, um, you know, whilst I like to think of myself as a Swiss army knife of, of skills, I also know my inherent limitations. So, for example, with Beyond Sales Performance on the operational side, I had, I, I'm not interested in learning how to build an e-commerce system, but my son is. And so I resourced myself by bringing a partner into the equation. So I think having clarity about which of those four levers you need to focus your time to get better on, and if you're not prepared to spend the time on, at least get somebody that you trust and know to help you out. So those are my three areas. Know how to sell, get yourself a network, and clarity on the four buckets uh, of your business. Matt, those are three awesome expert action steps. I, I, I really, really like them. And thank you so much for coming on today, sharing your story and really sharing the story of how you're doing this latest part of your thought leader's journey with your son. I think that's incredible, phenomenal. And honestly, I'm looking forward to you doing this for our, our eCircle community because they're going to they're gonna really be moved by this. And it's going to give them some fantastic content and thought leadership that they can use to inspire them to create their own, but also, frankly, that they can evangelize on your behalf because this deserves to be evangelized. A lot of people in the space of thought leadership, frankly, Thank are you. scared, scared, crapless and I'm, I'm trying to keep this clean over here, of the very idea of having a sales <laughs> conversation with somebody and for someone to come and sit in front of them and show them that it doesn't need to be that complicated. You do that really well. Mark Von Muser does that really well. You know, and I don't do it half badly myself, but it, it's good to have that message hey, reinforced, yeah. reinforced time and time again from different people in different ways. And I'm really glad you're coming. I'm really glad that Will is coming. I think it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So listener, Matt Conway, the real deal. Go consume his content. Go to beyondsalesperformance.com. Make sure that you check out everything that's there. If what's there speaks to you and you have the need for what Matt's talking about, buy it. And if you work for a large organization or if you head a large organization or even a medium-sized or small organization, definitely take advantage of this. Listen, if you want to hire Matt to do consulting with you one-on-one, I can tell you he's expensive. He's worth every penny, but he's expensive. Doing this online (laughs) allows you access to Matt's genius at a fraction of the price, which is, I think, a, a brilliant and brilliant thing. So make sure you take advantage of this. And also, if you're wondering to yourself, how do you get the inspiration that Matt has brought you today and apply it to your own thought leadership, apply it to your own business? The answer is really simple. Go to eCircleAcademy.com. 
go and watch the free masterclass. It's a free masterclass. It's an hour where you are going to learn how you can take some of your own genius and expertise and turn it into a beautiful commercial monetizable practice that is worth between a half a million and two and a half million dollars a year, working 50 to a couple hundred days a year, doing work you love with people you like, whenever you feel like it. Take advantage of this. You want to be that sought after person. And Here's the other thing I double dog dare you to do. Go and click on the button that says book a success call. You get to book a success call. Fill out the application there so we make sure that once we've read that, there's a fit there. You know, you need to like show that you've got a real business, you've been around for a little while, and you're serious about wanting to go to the next level. If all that's a yes, I will give you that time for free. You don't have to pay for it. In 2021, we're going to start charging for that because quite frankly, we can, we should, it's a lot of value, but for now it's free. Take advantage of it while it's free. Make sure that you do that. Make sure you consume all of Matt's great content. Make sure you watch the masterclass. Make sure you take advantage of the one hour or 45 minute call, success call to help you take that genius within you and be able to share it with the world in a, in a way that Matt is doing in a way that, that Matt and his son Will are doing, in a way that all the thought leaders that we've had the privilege of serving are doing. So make sure that you do that. Matt Conway, my man, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real honor to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me, Nikki. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, mate. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Matt Conway, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the show notes. And to take advantage of all the resources that I've shared with you on East Circle Academy, go to eastcircleacademy.com, watch the free masterclass, jump on a success call. Take advantage of this. If you're wondering, should I, shouldn't I, lean in toward saying yes to yourself and your dream. Don't let your fear choke off your dream. Don't let it happen because fear is an insidious bastard that will choke off your dream and kill it dead if you let it. You don't want that to happen. You want to be there and you want to live from your dream. You want to act from your dream. Say yes to your dream. Make sure you take advantage of all the opportunities and resources we've made available to you. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 